Hey everybody, Rich here. I just wanted to interrupt the beginning of your podcast, and I'm really sorry for this, by the way. I, I'll be as quick as I can, but I ramble. I'm doing it already. Um, I just wanted to let you know that in the build up to Christmas, we're having a bit of a fundraiser. I'd like to add some things to the website that are going to cost some money and, uh, update some equipment and replace some equipment that's come to the end of its life, that sort of thing. If there's anything at all you can do to help us out, uh, please visit paypal.me slash simply syndicated. And anything at all is very helpful and extremely appreciated. I really am sorry to interrupt your podcast for stuff like this, but this, you have to do this from time to time. People tell me I, I don't do enough of this stuff and I, I just feel awkward. I'm, I'm doing the rambling thing. I'm nearly up to a minute now. You just wanted a podcast and I'm, I'm doing this. But anyway, paypal.me slash simply syndicated thank you merry christmas enjoy the show whatever it is i don't know i'm sticking this on everything shut up rich see you later bye the show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning when we recorded these shows over a decade ago the world was a different place and we were little more than children as a result of this you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive please don't be offended in the years that have passed since recording these shows we've all grown up to be wonderful loving liberal free-thinking open-minded individuals if the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. to movies you should see this week we're reviewing the word wouldn't come out we're reviewing uh the steven spielberg epic jurassic park yes i'm richard smith i'm alison downing my name is craig bevan and my name is mike dawson no mm. tristan this week no uh the office is far too noisy so we couldn't get him on skype so he's, he's noisy enough when he's not in a noisy place he'll be back next week he will be Good. Definitely for the conclusion of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes, ah, yes, fantastic. Ooh. So yes, this week obviously is not the Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. This because is Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. And I've uh, been wanting to do this one for a long time. It's it's fantastic. A, you know yeah. what a groundbreaking piece of cinema, landmark film. Yes, definitely. You loved this, didn't you? Yeah, it was, was it? bloody awesome. Ninety. 1993. Three, yeah, yeah. And we really never seen computer graphics Quite on this level like this, like this at all. Yeah. This was... So we'd had Terminator 2. Yeah. And The just, Abyss. But we probably hadn't seen Terminator 2 just yet. I don't know. Mm. 92, 93. Well, did you get into a 15 when you were 15? Probably, yeah. No, because <laughs> you've already told us before you didn't see 18s before you were 18, so... Terminator 2 is a 15. Yeah. Well, possibly. It's all around that time, isn't it, really? Well, yeah. anyway. You were 15. younger. You were I younger. Yeah. I was 17 when this... No, I was 20 when this came out. There you go, in you Jurassic see. Park. Right. So you were 13. Yeah. Or thereabouts. I, we no, were, that would make me seven no. years younger than you, which is we not were right. 11. You guys 11? were 11 12. and you were like 13, 14, which... 11. 11. I don't know anymore. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah, anymore. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you were young. Yes, I was young. So, right. And now I believe, um, as shocking as this may be, but I think this is the first film that I ever saw at the cinema and what a film to be introduced to. I am me. stunned. How did you get to 12 years old? 11. 11 years old and never been to the cinema? Don't know. And um, how have you kept this hidden too, from us? I think I was just this. too busy playing football uh, on the park over the road from myself. This is all because 11 was when we went up to secondary school. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, all my primary school time was just spent over the road on the park playing football all day, every day, pretty much, no matter what the weather. So, yeah, I didn't get into things like films, computer games, that type of things until I sort of went to secondary school. I tell you what, I think uh, kids of divorced parents go to the cinema quite a lot because <laughs> mm. that's what you do on access days when you see your dad. He takes you to the pictures. Right. So I, I went quite a bit, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. But now yeah, there were a lot of kids with just their dad there. <laughs> right. Then again, mums wouldn't generally go to the cinema. I'm going to say they? I went to the cinema with just my dad quite a lot. I went to the cinema with uh, both my parents quite a lot. But when your dad hates football and never teaches you football and denounces everything football-based, there's not much left. Yeah, so, you yeah. go to the cinema. Same thing. Yeah. See, I had the problem that I denounced the football. He would have loved to have played football with me. Oh, I right. didn't want to play at all. No. That's what computer games were for. <laughs> and are for. <laughs> well, yes, this is that's why I'm the tubby one. <laughs> I did think yesterday why this um, this film was maybe the possibility that uh, fucking hell that wasn't a sentence. I thought maybe that this was the first film I'd seen at the cinema more than once because I went to see this three times. Right, but then right. I remembered that it wasn't. I think Star Trek Six was the first thing I said, saw more than once at the cinema. How many times did you see Star Trek Six? Only twice. Okay, but that was more than enough. Um, and yeah, yeah, this was it. This was probably the most exciting piece of cinema I'd ever seen. Yes, it without was a doubt. so exciting, just from the concept, from the direction, even though at that age you don't really know what it is about the direction or yeah. even what direction it is that's making this so exciting. But there was just something, so much energy and intensity about Score the... Score as yeah. well as perfect John Williams textbook yeah. again. Yeah. Very orchestral and involving from the very first. Well, like Rich said in his first bar. sentence, epic. Yeah. Epic, big yeah. music. This is one of my very f favourite John Williams scores. Yeah. Um, and how how much more epic can you get than dinosaurs? Not Forget much more. Well, that's it. <laughs> not much more. Big exactly. shark, aliens, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And yeah. presented in a way that we'd never, ever seen them before. Ever. Well, yeah. Now... <sighs> they looked real. They yeah. looked real. Yeah. They looked real to my to my younger eyes. They looked bloody real. It yeah. felt like, and, and this is backed up by his brother being in it. It felt like we were watching a David Attenborough um, kind of David Attenborough documentary. Yeah, yeah. Now a dinosaur documentary. They felt so real that in some scenes you just believe that they're there. You yeah. see, we Simple have seen that. big dinosaurs on films before. They've had big dinosaurs on yeah, films since they've the been stop motion, big and it's, puppets, yeah, big it's been stop models, motion, yeah. that sort of thing. And they've looked crap, let's face it, to this point where these dinosaurs are for all intents and purposes moving as we believe them to really move. Hmm. Not in a, a stop-go puppet kind of way. Mm. They nearly, nearly did this as stop motion. In I'm Jurassic Park. Glad they um, used it judiciously in this film. Yeah. Because it is there, but they use it in very small portions. Not the, not plasticine models, I don't think. No, not the plasticine models, but they do use like... Animatronics. Animatronics. Okay. Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> Muppets. They're probably not actually Muppets. No, I'm sure Muppet. not. Is the Jim Henson Creature Workshop still workshopping? Because the Muppets don't. shut down, didn't they? I'm not sure Jim, Jim Henson no, production shut gone. down. Don't no, know. No. I haven't got a clue. Because that was very sad. Well, Kermit very is good. no more. Wow. Which makes me think, can we buy the rights to that now? Don't know. Um, probably not. How much no. money do we have? I think, I think yeah. Disney probably own it. Buy a couple more of our um, video show and uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll be able buy to buy Kermit. the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep making Muppet movies. The Muppets in Howarth. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Muppets Can't you wait. should see. Muppets you should see. <laughs> that was us in the birthday video. It yeah. was. <laughs> anyway. So, 
Should we go over the plot line? Let's go yeah, over let's the plot line. The, the gentleman and lady under the rock with Wi-Fi who have never seen this before. Uh, okay, so we have a... Sam Neill. Sam Neill. And what's her name? Laura, Laura, Laura Dern. Dern. Mm. Are paleontologists working on a dig. Engaged, are they? No. There's a kind Just of... Couple-y type. They're yeah. quite close, aren't they? Yeah. Very close. Yeah. They're at right. it. They're at it. <laughs> Not... Explicitly, yeah, but you know, you know, he's working a yeah, <laughs> um, in between digs, in between <laughs> his real passion, which is dinosaurs, yeah, the he's dead digging her between dig- too many jokes, between yeah. digging dinos, yeah, right. So, <laughs> just a digger, and they're, they're it's all about surprised the by um, they're surprised <laughs> by the arrival of uh. Richard, is it Richard Hammond? Richard Attenborough. Richard, yeah. Richard Attenborough, who... Uh, who plays Richard Hammond. Who plays Richard Hammond, so yeah. I was right. Okay, yeah, um, who... Yes, you were, sorry. Uh, who comes along and offers to fund the dig for a further... And also invented the organ. For a further three years, fully, um, <laughs> in return for them coming and hopefully endorsing his new island with whatever creatures are on there. Well, Ooh. he doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't it. say He's anything like, about I, it. I'll fund your dig for a further three years... If you come, if you come with me this. for the weekend, for the lovely it, weekend. It's going to make the thing I've got going on in Africa look a bit rubbish. Yeah. It's fantastic. You've got to come see so it. So I bet yeah. he's got a big zoo in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Technically, isn't Africa just a big zoo if it's a place full of animals? No. Without fences. Without yeah. fences. So all you have to do really to have the biggest zoo in the world is just build a series of fences in Africa. <laughs> Go that there, that's my zoo. Look, I've got all though. the animals of Africa in my zoo. How good and you you're in my zoo be a rubbish zoo you want to see polar bears and penguins <laughs> they don't have those in safari parks in Africa you know you penguins go on safari you don't see penguins the zoo. you don't see penguins or puffins or they don't have a little dark nocturnal creatures section it's safari well it's where they live you can't make there be more fun yeah, creatures there for you it's not safari isn't it well, anyway. So instantly, as a paleontologist, you'd be asking a question, <laughs> what exactly would you be endorsing in a park? Digging equipment. Mm, exactly, yeah. Something like that, yeah. So anyway, they get taken off to this island. Uh, they Along the way, they meet uh, Malcolm, who is a chaotician, a mathematician. Chaotician. Chaotician, who's... <laughs> played by Jeff Goldblum. Played by Jeff who Goldblum. Uh, has great... Uh, trouble getting exactly. sentences words out not uh, in this out. film I find he speaks really quickly oh, in this no, film he's he, quite quippy he, in this he has problems he, he no in some of the scenes where he's talking to Laura Dern in the car where he's stroking her hand in a very um, kind of suggestive way um, he's ramming those words together there is not a single breath in between oh he's very oh, he's good actually, he's good in, I'm not crazy. I don't want to knock him he, I think he's great. He is Jeff so. Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum as yeah. he plays yeah. Jeff Goldblum in Independence yeah. Day as he plays Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. But very watchable. But very good. Very watchable. And, um, yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Good work. So. Well done. Yeah. So, so, yeah, and here's the other one. And then there's a lawyer as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played by... Now, because you see him in a lot of things. He's also in Get Shorty. He's Chili Palmer's mate in Get Shorty. And a couple of other things... You recognise him? Never seen him, never uh, recognised him at anything other than Jurassic Park. Ah, really? No. Ah, you two are crazy guys. <laughs> um, we say, um, I'm going to edit some out. So yeah, so we find in Jurassic Park, mm. dinosaurs, mm. lots of dinosaurs mm. running around. Big ones. Yeah, big Huge ones. Huge ones. Small ones. Warm-blooded. Warm-blooded. Moving in herds. Moving in herds. Massive. Some really, really nasty ones as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, some yeah. really, really friendly ones. Some that they not really figured out what they did until yeah. they made them. Yeah. We'll come yeah. to that. Yeah. So they go to the visitor centre. We meet a few dinosaurs. We see one being born from an egg. Again, a little robot dinosaur. Which is... Uh, um, one of a little bit shit. I don't think that effect is that bad. Oh, it's awful. terrible. In comparison to the rest. Is, do you remember... Do you remember Bog Yes. yes. Do you remember finger boggling? Yes. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Looks more like a dinosaur. Fair enough. You know, Fair I kind of think that it might be on purpose to You're make okay. us think that the rest of it is that crap. And so when no, we... You don't, no, you, you don't. You don't you see, you've already seen the purpose. Purpose. You see the big guys first, don't you? Well, then it's just crap. <laughs> I could have done better myself. You see, yeah. with any film that's this old, because it's now 13 years old, mm. um... 
obviously some of the special effects aren't going to look as good as they would do now. Rewatching it, yeah. Some of them are still fucking, fucking awesome. Incredible. Oh, God, yes. Well, this is the thing, because you get to this point with CGI, and you're looking at, like we were saying yesterday, CGI's best environment or most effective environment is nighttime. Night. Or space. Or space. Not daylight. Mm. And the stuff with the T-Rex when he, he bursts out of the hedge and hedge forest and eats out of Gallimimus, um mm. and everything in the daylight looks decidedly ropey. ropey. Yeah. Yeah. A little ropey. Whereas the first attack from the T-Rex at night where he's shoving the car around and it's, oh, it's, it still looks phenomenal today. It still looks perfectly real. And it's a lovely mix of yeah animatronics and CGI and, mm. And at the time, I didn't know what CGI was when I first saw no, this. No. I had no idea what they did. I thought they'd built a T-Rex that big and had it moving along yeah. as a small but child. But smooth. That was, yeah. It's yeah. difficult to see where the animatronics and CGI end and the real dinosaurs begin. <laughs> Generally on close-ups. <laughs> yeah. But, it's where, where the dinosaur's eye is practically rammed into the car. Yeah. yeah. But, so many money shots in this film as well. Is- it's Bloody brilliant. I would have loved to have been in that office that day that the order for a 35-foot robot T-Rex came down from Steven Spielberg. Mm. And you know, I've got to build a giant robot dinosaur. (laughs) I have the coolest job in the world. What did you do today? I built a giant robot dinosaur. (laughs) I built a masturbation robot dino. Some people do data entry on computers, but some people build giant robot dinosaurs. That's cool, isn't it? That's awesome. Uh, That's a job to get. No one no one at school tells you to go for that job. Be a props designer. Now, we were talking about this in work the other day, actually. Um, Have you ever had those programs in school, uh, like early part of your secondary school, and you put a load of different variables in it, it would generate your perfect job? Yeah. Mine was Shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most wonderful thing I've ever heard. I don't know why. Are there any shepherds left in this country? There's got to be about 13 know. or something. I don't know. And how much do you earn as a shepherd? <laughs> I don't know. I believe well, the, the government subsidises you very well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there like a ladder you can climb? Is there a sort of, you know, is there shepherd supervisors? No, do you get a golden crook once you uh, reach You get to be on one man Andy's dog. Uh, yeah. But you'd yeah. have to have a dog, obviously. And be able to whistle. And yeah. then go to Moa Meadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine was probation. Was it? it? (laughs) Mine was actuary, and I never really understood what that was. They earn a shed load of money. I had a friend from school who became an actuary. What do they do? Um, They are the super mathematicians. Oh, that's not me then. The the high-level accountants and people like physicists and other scientists send their maths working to them to be checked. Checking other people's maths. That's what they do. They they are, and they earn hundreds of thousands. That's even less likely than Craig being a shepherd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're they're just like, there's only about. I'm not going to work out the odds because obviously I couldn't do that. There's four or five of them in this country at the moment because it's such a high level of (laughs) of maths skill. Anyway. Right. So you were talking about it at work? Yeah, it just came up in work the other day. It was quite right. amusing. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is this is a classic of the 90s. This is one of the biggest films, if not the biggest, arguably, of the 90s in terms of blockbuster potential. This yes. was absolutely massive. And along with Toy Story, has one of the cleverest merchandising shots I've ever seen in oh, a film. Yeah. Uh, so talk about, yes, we've got the Jurassic Park lunchboxes, and you see the shot of the Jurassic yeah. Park lunchboxes and the T-shirt. But it's a slow pan yeah. across the room. But it's part uh, of the place. It's a part of the place, yeah. They, they in sell the film, so it's not them. It's a park, and of yeah. course they're going to sell merchandise, and they put the merchandise in the film, and every parent watching it goes, shit. <laughs> there goes That's the a lunchbox, pencil, pencil case, and loads of Jurassic Park stuff, pencils, backpacks, and, yeah, notebooks, and stuff like rulers. that. Rulers. Well, my brother, dinosaurs. My brother was a little was a dinosaur geek in my family, and he loved absolutely loved dinosaurs. And he was really knocked off when this film came out because, as much as he loves it and he loved everything about it, suddenly everyone was into dinosaurs. Yeah, every TV show on TV, every little spurious documentary was about dinosaurs. Everything. You know, everything had a connection. It's the real Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park's real adventures, yada, yada, yada. It was like filled the schedule and everyone became obsessed with it for about three years. But they're still doing it 
because I have a little friend called Mackenzie and he's eight. And from the age of, oh, I don't know, as soon as he can remember watching TV until only probably last year, was he obsessed with dinosaurs and collecting them? Mm-hmm. And it was all because he'd seen Jurassic Park as mm-hmm. right, a very right. small boy. He loved them. It's a lovely. It's oh, yeah. It's along with space and which comes on to um, something else that we're going to be introducing soon called Dinos. You should see. <laughs> <laughs> along with um, space and sci-fi, there's also that it is one of the best things to sort of peaking the imagination of young children. That's well. what Steven Spielberg does ever so well. Though. Yes, yeah. Yeah. everything he makes a film about. With a couple of exceptions, is something that grips you and draws you in, right from a couple of alien examples. It's yeah, it's one of his strong points. Uh, dinosaurs, sharks. Um, he does kid stuff well. Mm. He does I remember seeing ET when I was a kid and being absolutely enthralled yeah. by it. Yeah, oh, and he tells me. a good kid's story. Yeah, DreamWorks. Fantastic. What else has he done? He's done his he's later done. stage has been particularly shit. I think. Right. I'm not including, what is it? Munich. Munich in that. Private I really hated Catch Me If You Can. I thought it was terrible. I'm not seeing that. As was that other one with Tom Hanks. The Terminal. The Terminal. Not seeing that. I thought it was awful. They just didn't didn't appeal. I didn't appeal. I had it on DVD. I got halfway through in the DVD jam. And rather than care, I just switched it off. (laughs) You know, there aren't many films you can just quite happily switch off halfway through and not, not care. Mm. And I've never made any attempt to watch it since. So there's that. He's and always very successful. Yes. He's always very successful, mainly because his name on the poster guarantees an audience. Of course it does. And yeah. he does have the ability to sort of, yeah, to draw that audience in. Just He's one of the few directors that can do that. I stopped falling for that one side red. Steven Spielberg presents The Flintstones. Yeah. That was when, <laughs> that was when, if you're going to put your seal of approval on shit like that, then you lose all credibility. I think mm-hmm. we didn't need to see Rosie O'Donnell as Betty Rubble. No. <gasps> Sorry. Thanks for reminding me of that little. Yeah, it wasn't it yeah. terrible. John Goodman as uh, Fred Flintstone. Now the other thing that um, was it Rick Moranis as yes, it was yeah. Rick Barney Moranis yeah, as Barney yeah, it was Rubble. Awful. Dreadful. And Carl McLaughlin, Trouble. Halle Berry as Sharon yeah. Stone. Yeah, it was fucking. It was the introduction of Halle Berry. Yeah. Karl McLaughlin and his chin. Yes. I'll have you. <laughs> he gets two credits. In his pre-showgirls days. Oh, oh that's sexy. <laughs> so, the other thing that Spielberg does exceptionally well is, um, even though he's doing, apart from with The Lost World, I should point out, which is his worst film I've ever seen him make. I Yeah. I've not seen Catch Me If You Can or... Um, you change your mind then. Ah, oh, right, okay. Um, but... With this and with Jaws and with Close Encounters of a Third Kind, which, by the way, is really dull when you watch it again. It is, isn't it? And you can see all the crap effects. Yeah. It's quite disappointing. I know it was very, very old and the concept was very, very old and it was his, like, college thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, No, not originally. Well, not originally, but it's very old. It's early, early Spielberg. Oh, yes, it was one of his earliest ones. But you can Um, see the plasticine. This is our first Spielberg outing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, God, yes, it is, isn't it? I'm struggling not to repeat things that I know I've said over the last year. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like he says his worst film is Temple of Doom. Right. No, no, it's no. not. No, it's not. He says it is. Well, I well, beg to wrong. differ. There was Stephen. 1942, was it? And Always, which nobody's seen. It's a, it's a, it's a two-way thing with me. I can't. Um, it's a two-horse race, really. With um, Munich and Schindler's List for me. Oh, I love his favourite of his best films. I love Schindler's List. I Schindler's List seen is Munich incredible. Yet, and I remember watching that, especially knowing Spielberg from the background of fantastic action, family orientated films, and then sitting down and watching Schindler's List and thinking, fuck me, where was this guy when you were making E.T.? Where was all this shit going on? You know, it must have just been sat building up in the back of saccharine family movies for the last 20 years and then suddenly decided, you know what, I feel like I'll make a movie about the Holocaust. See, I don't think he's made uh, sickly family movies. I think he's made the best family movies. He has made best. Yeah. They generally ever been made. But by definition, family movies are sickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And of course they are. Yeah. Granted, he does, and has of late especially, had a big overdose of schmaltziness at the end of the films. Oh, War, War of the Worlds. He always has, does, though. It's, it's this generation now that accepts it less, I think. Mm. The, yeah, the trouble is, is that normally it might be spread out through a film, but with War of the Worlds, there was none, oh, and then it went God. dollop right at the end. <laughs> oh. And we all got schmaltziness stuck all over us in the cinema. I'm still wiping it off now. Yeah. <laughs> I had that stuck in bits I didn't know I could get stuff stuck in. <laughs> it was nasty. Oh, the whole family's there in the only building on the planet that's still stood up and not touched by anything. Oh, and the power's on. Oh, and there's the sun. And there's oh, the sun. Oh, you've got a nice DVD and a pot back. of coffee on. Smashing. Lovely. Is it? So what um, of shit. As much as you say, like, he always puts in the schmaltziness at the end. If he hadn't had a little bit of sentiment at the end of Schindler's List, I think I would have died. Yeah. Oh, dear God, it yeah. It took you that far down. It took you that far down. That needed if, it. If that DVD had just stopped and there hadn't been a tad of sentiment, I would have probably gone and, you know, tried to hang myself. It was... Again, a cracking example of his ability to tell a story mm. and... I think Schindler's List a need for him to tell a story. Munich is almost entirely devoid of sentiment. Is it? Really? I'm trying to think of all the big sentimental endings down in Spielberg films because oh, you've well, got... E.T. should have ended when he died. E.T. You know, um, there's... I'm just thinking, you've got the but the old man crying child, at the end of Saving Private crying. I was yeah. roaring my eyes um, out for that entire length of that whole bit. Just crying, yeah. crying, what inconsolable. E.T. I've never seen E.T. Inconsolable it's at never the end. slightly interesting. Carried on crying after it had finished yeah. and wanted cuddles from my mum for maybe, hours. Maybe we Ruined watch many it. a child. Yeah, it like, did. Yeah. It was really my, heartbreaking. My brother being an absolute bawling for that one. So the schmaltz are noises as adults, but when we're kids, it's there. It's designed on purpose to... Yeah. Yeah. To give us this lovely crazy story like where, where you want to hug your mama. Silver lining around the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Back when you're not so cynical. This is where yeah. the, the whole film being for everyone comes in. It's yeah. for the little ones and they get what they need from it. And you, as, as us adults now watching it again, we still get what we need out of it because it's exciting, this film. See, what's the end of this one? At the end of Jurassic Park, it's in the helicopter and the kids fall asleep on him. Yeah. And he looks at, at Laura Dern as if to say, see, and I like sun, kids after all. The sun in the window. The, the sun the in the window. Yeah. Look at it and there's the birds flying along because peaceful we again. haven't said that he believes that Dinosaurs turned into birds, evolved into birds. Mm. They didn't die out, they evolved into birds. So where are we on Jurassic Park? We've not spoken about that for about 15 minutes. What I was going to say is that the other thing that Spielberg does exceptionally well, and this is probably the best example, arguably Jaws, is restraint. But whereas Jaws was restraint through necessity for the fact that they couldn't get the fucking shark to work, yeah. <laughs> I think he learned that lesson by accident yeah, definitely. and has applied it so very well. Because if you actually look at the amount of screen time the dinosaurs get in Jurassic Park, it's not that much. It's not, isn't it's not. it? It really isn't that much. There's an incredible amount of build-up. You do not see the raptors until the very third, like the yeah. right in the third act, you don't see them. And they are built up better than Alien is in Aliens. Yeah. You know, well, how good are they? Yeah, yeah, so this is where the second beasts. one went wrong. Well, this in is the, exactly in, in the Lost yeah. World. There were raptors right, left, and centre. Yeah, all over hundreds of them, and yeah. there was blatant mm. T-Rex action. You know, yeah, the build-up with the T-Rex pan. They go to the T-Rex pan. As a child, you sat thinking, "The T-Rex is going to see the T-Rex," and you don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah. they haven't seen anything, have they? Yeah, Just you don't see the dinosaurs. <laughs> They're even saying, "God, come on, there's yeah, no yeah. dinosaurs." Exactly. What kind of a park is this? We well, haven't seen anything. We've not said they go on a tour as part of their. Tour, yeah, they go in the on little a, car on a, that's an on a automated track. car on a track tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first two <laughs> dinosaurs lock, they start so, to see they? don't show up. The first one they supposedly see the the voice in their car is going, which we now know is poisonous. And you just think, yeah, you died when you made that dinosaur, didn't you? Yeah, you found out that hardware that the goo flicks goo that yeah. melts your head. Yeah, don't like that. Mm. Uh, then they go to the T Rex, doesn't show up. Then. They see a sick type triceratops, triceratops yeah. yeah, which I have seen in real life. All oh, right, that one, yeah, it's at the a- end of a ride in Universal Studios. Oh. It's just there. You know, you come out of a ride and you go into a shop for the ride. Yeah, mm. it was in there in the corner of the room, just on the floor, breathing heavily. All oh, right. 
Still ill. Weird. Yeah, still not very well. Lord, still crap. feeding it that bloody lilac berry. Yeah. Lilac. <laughs> lilac. Uh, so they get out of the cars, go with the to see the dinosaur. We have a lovely schmaltzy sequence where he gets to see a dinosaur for the first time. Yeah. Again, yeah. perhaps one of the poorer examples of the special effects, but actually not that bad. No. No. Not, not that bad, but not the best either. Then what happens? Everything goes past. Everything, Everything goes, goes to shit. Have, it's storming, doesn't it? Um, Dennis Nedry. Dennis Nedry. Played by... His name escapes me. He played not the fat guy out of mouth in the middle. The other fat guy with glasses in America in Seinfeld. (laughs) The other fat guy with glasses in America. Well, but he does look like the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. That does look like the guy from Malcolm. Yeah, Yeah. there's like two of them. They compete for roles. So yeah, yeah. well, this he's the catalyst of the story. Effectively, yeah, he's the catalyst for the breakdown in the whole um, tour. So he's the system engineer for Jurassic Park. He's there fixing all the computers. What they don't know is that he's been bribed by a rival company yeah. to steal some dinosaur embryos, steal the smuggle embryos, them out, yeah. and put Jurassic Park in the shit. So he turns off all the fences that keep all the dinosaurs locked safely away and then does runner. Now, that part, as a child, that part of the motivation was actually completely lost on me. I can remember not understanding that element of the story until many years later, and not particularly caring either, because I just wanted to see the dinosaurs. You just know he was up to something naughty. Yeah, he He was a bad man, he wanted him to die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You knew he was, yeah, he he was up to no good. But Mm. you didn't really understand that early scene where, uh, you know, stealing embryos or anything like that. Yeah. It's a very fast bit of dialogue. It's only two lines of information, Mm. isn't it? They don't speak. And it's right at the start. If you miss it, that's it. Yeah. They don't spoon feed you that one. But it's not necessary either. If you miss it, you miss it. You you get the idea later on. It's just, like I said, the catalyst for the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, It's the reason for the fences going off. Yeah. So he sabotages the system, not with any intention of harming anybody in the park, but to escape himself, but accidentally then causes all the mayhem to ensue. The Tyrannosaurus is free to walk amongst uh, across the island because all the fences go down. Uh, the raptors can escape. Apart from, ah, that's the only one he leaves up. He leaves up the, the raptor pen so they can't get out. So we're left yeah. with them a little bit longer before mm-hmm. they have to, they are forced to shut Jurassic Park down to reboot her, to sort the system out. Yeah. And that's when the raptors, who are so smart, know that the electricity's gone down and escaped from the pen. They've which been is testing brilliant, it, haven't they? They've yeah. been Bob, testing the fence for breaks. Bob Peck's character is brilliant. Yeah. Hunter is just like, you know, they're, they test, they're, they're testing the fences systematically and they remember. They never test the same place yeah. twice. They remember. Uh, even problem-solving skills. Quiet, everyone. We're approaching the Tyrannosaurus pen. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet everyone We need some tension here Quiet everyone I'm the cold Brit <laughs> I'm serious About everything So they get To the Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park uh, They get to Outside the T-Rex pen The power goes off The fences is down It's raining It's suddenly, raining Suddenly the hard. goat's dead There's no gone, goat there missing. Uh, So oh, there's yeah. a T-Rex And then the fence falls down. Yeah. And the shit hits the fan. It does in a big fashion. And then we see one of the most spectacular sequences ever ever made. This is just unbelievable. It's very good, isn't it? The T-Rex is going to attack the cars. Off the cubit scale. Off the cubit scale. But no cheesiness, really. No. No. The game you have to play is what's real and what's CGI. And good luck. Good luck with that one. Yeah. I guarantee you'll miss something. You'll get something wrong. When you were saying that that car CGI, yeah. I was pretty much blown away by yeah. that. Yeah. You know, the whole car has been created. Only in certain shots. Yeah, Only so in not, certain not shots, all not all of it. Mm. No. That was to take amazing. such a long time to That's shoot. That's just an effect upon an effect upon an effect. Yeah. It's amazing. Also, the T-Rex having a nibble on a lawyer was quite good. That yeah, oh, that was great. It was mm. fucking But you're not going to see that I, if you watch on ITV. No, no, you won't <laughs> see it if you watch it on ITV. My dad was, was shocked. He was shocked and appalled that this film was a PG when he first saw it with me. Because me and my mum and my uncle went to see it first. Yeah. And then me and my mum and my dad went to see it and my father was appalled there that was they were allowed to allowed to see this film that this was a PG massive mm. uproar about it being a PG when it came out yeah. mm. um, in this country at least they wanted it to be a 12 but Universal didn't want it to be a 12 they wanted PG so what it actually had when you went to the cinema they'd put up big signs everywhere that said although Jurassic Park's a PG it really should be a 12 really. <laughs> right. but we've made it a PG don't so don't 
don't get angry at us when mm. your eight-year-old actually does a shit in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't sleep for because the next six months. Because there's this bit at the end where this arm falls down and oh. he will have a shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, yeah, this fucking grim stuff. It's not as bad as yours, though. No, no, it's not as bad as yours. You see a woman's tits and yours. I was yeah. shocked when I first saw that was mm. to say that was a PG. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's been upgraded now to a twelve. But I mean, long since due as well. I must say. Yeah. But uh, you know, that was fucking gory. It and was. yeah, the bit, the arm, Sam Jackson's arm is just fucking. That's horrible. The lawyer getting onto your butts. The lawyer getting eaten is brilliant. The um. The, the hunter's attack with the raptors is pretty vicious as well. Yeah. yeah. Where, where, the, where the fat guy gets it as well. Yeah. The, it's pretty yeah. raw. Acid in the eyes. Yeah. The, you know, just, yeah. Just torn to shreds in the car. Well, you don't really see it, but... No. Mm. This was Samuel L. Jackson's first full-length movie. Was it? No, it wasn't. What was he in before this? Goodfellas. He wasn't in all the way through? No. I mean, this was his first, like, prop. I'm sorry, was, I misunderstood was, you. I thought you meant this was Samuel Jackson's no, first no. full-length movie, rather. No, I meant it's the first time he was properly in it. I mean, oh, yes, he was in Goodfellas, but... He probably had, he had loaded really weapon at the same only time. just he was in Goodfellas. He know. had loaded weapon at the same time. D- did he even have a line in Goodfellas? Yeah. What? How many? About Two, four. Four lines. <laughs> he was black guy in Sea of Love. Yeah. There you go. So I'm not saying it's the first film he's ever been in, but it's the first film where he was playing a noticeable, memorable character. Apart from Loaded Weapon. Apart from Loaded Weapon. Was that at exactly the, the same, same time? time? It was sort of the same time. It was 93. Let's move really. on. Yeah. Um, Chainsmoke's like a fucker through it. Yeah. Uh, we were going to mention this, weren't we? Yeah, we were talking about that because we all work in environments where that just wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, smoke in the mainframe room. Yeah. Mm. Great idea. Mm. Yeah, and we're talking about Tristan's smoking habits. Yeah. It's all about the gold line. It is. Yeah. It's Tristan's gold old smoking smoking habits. Let's be fair to him. He He's given smoke up anymore. He doesn't smoke anymore, yeah. Mm. Good on him. Well done to the man. You smoke it right down to the tip. Mm. As Sam Jackson does. Yeah. Yeah. So, nearly everybody dies. Not everybody. The people who do die are very different from those who die in the book. Yes. Because um, of Michael Crichton, Michael, Michael Crichton, Crichton yep. book. As is Timeline, we don't get night arrows here. As is Congo. Although they're sort of Ooh. all night dinosaurs as none of them are lit on fire. Mm. Do we just True. take it as read that anything not on fire is, is night. the night, night stealth yeah. version night of cars, the item. Night grass. I really like my night telly. Yeah, it's good. And I'm a big fan of the night carpet. I like my night well. jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Is it leather? Yeah. Good. I like um, your Nike. No. God. No. No, I was going to say night face, but <laughs> I said Nike instead. It's got a big flash across his face. I Just like that do egg it. on your face. <laughs> Just do yeah. it. Are you ugly? Just do it. <laughs> Nike face. Allegedly. <laughs> So, prosthetic faces sewn together by small children in <laughs> So, oh, mate. <laughs> so, 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 let's, let's talk about Michael Crichton now. Okay, so he did this one, which was an astounding book, bestseller, all of that, wonderful sequences in, very different from the film which we've watched. Then, that was a big blockbuster smash. Then somebody went, Mike, yeah, you write another movie book, please. Anyway. I'm sorry, what was that? Could you write another movie book? Another with, one? With dinosaurs. You yeah. fuckers. Yeah, all right. Congo. The thing is, right, you know how in, in the book, right, you killed the, the Malcolm character played by Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. Well, we can't get Sam Neill back for the sequel, so we're going to kind of go with Jeff Goldblum. So if you could find some way to sort of just bring him back. I'm sorry, he's dead. No, we really need to bring him back. But yeah, but I killed him. Yeah, we know, but what we've all agreed is that you can only have the money if you bring him back because we can't get Sam Neill. Well, how much money are we talking about here? A big shitload of money. Mark. Yeah, all right. Okay, great. And that happened. And consequently, we have... That was the exact transcript. Yes, that was the exact transcript. So, <laughs> Richard, Richard and I have recited it many times. So we, there's a book of Jurassic Park and a film of Jurassic Park. Then there's The Lost World... Uh, which has a book and a film, which are the sequels to the film of Jurassic Park, not the book. Right. So, yeah, Ian Malcolm's character dies in the book. And he's and in he, the second one. Yeah, and he's in the second book. Richard Attenborough. Because the second book is based on the first film, yeah. not the second first right. book. 
Richard Attenborough's character dies in the book, but he's in the second film. And consequently, mm. the second, the second book. book. And yes. to this, we put to Michael Crichton that you could not spell sold out any clearer. No. And in big fucking flashing lights. Yeah. Projected lasers into the sky ball. like the back. Shame signal. on you, Michael Crichton. It's a good Shame job you gave you. us ER. Yes. <laughs> and, and night hours. Well, when was that? 20 years ago? ER still going, isn't it? It's still going. Mm. Is it really 20 years No, now? it's not really 20 years. It didn't years. start when <laughs> no. I was seven. It's, it's been like, going at least 10. 12. Right. Is it? Mm. So, yeah, that's Michael Crichton. Uh, did he write the third book? There was, was there no was third, third book. book. They uh, just made a film. They just, just made, made a film. really bad film. Four yeah. on the way. Mm. Four on the way. Four on the way. Well, Who's seeing as you it? hate two and three so much, are you going to be in any way on fire about seeing four? Depends on how well they've cut together the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. Oh, what the hell? We're all going to go and see Jurassic Park 4. Oh, no. Not gonna go I bet you down. I bet you wait until it gets on DVD and you rent it. I do that with most films anyway now. Because that doesn't involve going to the cinema. I saw one, two, three at the cinema. Mm. Yeah. Well, so did I. I saw yeah. them all there. And then we went back for three after two. Yeah. Which is. But when you got three, you're kind of hoping, well, they might. They might do come a yo yo. Three was really weird. Three well, was very was... much the film that two <sighs> should have been. No. It's awful. The raptor talks to him. Oh, oh no. yeah. Alan! Alan, no, that's speaks. in a dream. Yes, but it's bad. It's in a dream. <laughs> really it's bad. It shouldn't ever exist in a dream or not. No. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I'm glad put a raptor in the dream, make it scary, not sitting in a fucking plane talking to you. That's stupid. I think the audience should see and judge for themselves. Fair enough, but I'm yeah, not going to watch we'll it now that I know Raptor speaks. I'm just going to ignore it. I just thought it was weird as well. The main yeah. big dinosaur was just weird, and there, there was the fact that the army the and navy, well. navy was suddenly there on the beach. Well, yeah, that was lucky. There's the. It's just the whole thing is what we were talking about earlier about the restraint and the restraint within the film and how much build-up there is to the film. So when you see the dinosaurs, it's amazing and all the tension and, you know, and shadows across walls and not seeing necessarily what's attacking you at any given point and everything. And then once you get into sequel territory, it's just like, well, we've got lots more money this time. Let's just make lots and lots of dinosaurs in obvious places and have them wandering around. What's the realm of dino? Walking around the streets of San Francisco or what is it, San Diego? See, that was just... King Kong, effectively, wasn't it, the second one? With a T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Shit. And the T-Rex isn't as big as a Godzilla, so... Yeah. And managed to get its massive mouth into the tiniest bridge on any ship ever and eat people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, that's so bad. Yeah. There are a few flaws in this film. There are a few uh, in in Jurassic Park as we were. Oh, we recently were just ripping its pieces last night. We, we were like, I hadn't really noticed, but one of those things when you watch it back later on and you just think, well, why don't they do that? Well, let, let's talk about a few of these. Shall we just do a spoilers jingle and give people fair warning? Well, you already told them what the ending was. So. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> so there's the bit when the guy's stolen the embryos and he's trying to get to the dock, but he knocks over the signpost that points the way to the dock, which begs the question, has he never gone to the dock ever before? I don't yeah. think he has. He's a hacker. He's a computer geek. No, he's not a hacker. He got there, he's, though, didn't he's he? the security guy. Well, he does. He got there. You know, um, but I really don't think he knows runs. his way very well he's around the runs. island. So why does he need the thing? Why did he not go the same way as everybody else that went to the dock that didn't require him turning off all of the dinosaur fences? I don't know. That it's was a daft silly. idea. Mm. You know, um, that's I think he I was have. trying to be too secretive about it and trying to be very clever. Possibly, he, he overestimated his cleverness. Very possibly. And for um, some fine performances and nat- naturalistic moments in places, I love the bit where Alan Grant sees the dinosaurs for the first time and sort of half, instead of the the cool whip his shades off, he, he stumbles and he knocks them slightly yeah. as he's trying to yeah. pull it off because he's just in absolute shock at what he's seeing. Contrasted with lines like, because Grant's like me, he's a digger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so cheesy. Yeah. And, and what about the... Beginning with uh, Richard Attenborough stood on the hill, speaking miles away from the people, going, Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah talking about the Star, the Star Trek delivery. Yeah. Terrible. Off to no one. They can't hear him. No. That was premium. No one reacts to it. You always want that scene to happen. And someone's like, Richard, can you talk to me? 
Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I've just I've got something really important to tell you. Don't do it for the benefit of the cinema audience. Tell me. I know the camera's over there, Dick, but (laughs) give it to me. Thanks. Things you'd like to see in movies. I still want to see a Star Trek where they put something on screen and it just stays the stars. And he's like, why can't I see it? And you you have to move the mouse. That's the screensaver. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to, you know, just a little moment. Um, I can't think of any of this now. I would have liked to. It would have been funnier. Mm. Oh, they're playing a game on the screen. And then Captain walks in. Captain on the bridge. It's Grand Theft Auto up there. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't quite get why they made them um, all female. I also don't understand in the sequel how they survived the the Lyson contingency, was it? It's a short-sighted stupidity. Life found a way. Life found a way. Life Life found a way way. for all of them? What they say say is there are certain... Because they uh, rebuild the rest of the DNA because um, they can only get certain amounts from the mosquitoes. They rebuild the rest of it with frog DNA. Frog DNA. And then when he discovers the little tiny dinosaur uh, footprints, he goes, some species of frogs have been known to change their sex. Yeah. Yep. Go hermaphrodite. So if go. they're not anywhere near males, they adapt themselves so that they can... So that's the excuse for them breeding on the island. Oh, not the not the breeding. That's that's fine. The fact that why would they deliberately make them all female in the first because place? Because they were stupid enough to think that that would be enough to ensure that the only dinosaurs that would be on that island were the ones they created, not ones that were accidentally. Um, mm. You're saying as opposed you know, to all male fertilizer. No, no. Mm. I'm saying as in before, as opposed to just letting them breed anyway. I mean, surely finding. Amber with mosquitoes in, with dino DNA and cloning and creating oh, yes, your own yes, dinosaur yes. is a quite a painful and expensive process. And surely yeah. just letting them fuck would be a lot easier. True. But, you know. You can't know. control it though, can you? You can't control it anyway. But, yeah. But he'd not thought but that. But they hadn't thought of that. Yeah. They'd not thought of so many things in this. Mm. It's quite silly that the concept had even been born in the mind of um, a mega- megalomaniac godlike person as yeah. Richard Hammond. In the first place. And everybody suddenly looked at me. Mm. Well, I'd stop talking. I know, but then it's my turn, obviously. I don't <laughs> know. Um, well, oh, the kids. The, the kids. kids. The kids. Quality. What oh, were you guys saying last night? No, 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 no. Let's go right. there. Okay, Let's go there. The, the kids were heavily panned when the film came out, as are kids in films in general. Who doesn't hate Dakota Fanning? We say good things about them. We get loads of email forum entries about Dakota Fanning shit. She's so cute. And uh, and that's what people have always said about kids in movies. Mm. Always, think, always, always. I think Dakota Fanning is very good. I do. Too. I also think the, um, the girl who plays Lex in this uh, in Jurassic Park is very good. Mm. I also think uh, little Timmy is very good as well. I think they, 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 they do a damn fine job. They're good. Yeah, very, very scared. Sadly, people don't care about that sort of thing. No, no. When it comes to child actors. I thought the, 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 what's the kid called? The little boy? Timmy. Timmy. We're introduced to him and he's a gobshite little kid who just mm. can't stop talking and trying to get the attention of this paleontologist who just slams the car door on him because he's sick of listening to him. Mm. So that kid is not introduced to us in a, like a kind of cutesy way. He's an shuts annoying little bugger. Yeah, he shuts him in the slams car. The car door like, on him. I got the image in my mind of... Uh, not slamming Vinnie in Jones the car the door. Lockstock, slamming that guy's head in the car door. No, not like that. That's a bit harsh. Slams the they could, just because he up. won't talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would have made it a fifteen. Come here, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, I am home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong film. <laughs> but you guys are saying that you quite liked. Uh... Well, we were eleven at the time. Yeah. She was thirteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. So I like Laura Dern. I like oh, Laura Dern. Yes, as well. also. But yeah, you know, Lex. She was. She was. She was uh, my kind of bread and butter in, uh, in uh, that day. And age. It, it was never a major thing. I have to say, it was. It was very brief. Yeah, she looked better in the second one as well. I always remember. I was just like, yes. You see, it was on at the same time as uh, that program on Nickelodeon with Melissa Joan Hart. And so she had a lot to compete with. When um, I was fourteen. Clarissa, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just wasn't up to the task. Strangely, they've both faded into obscurity since then. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Mm. So, Laura Dern anyway. and her high-riding jeans, you were going to mention that. Yeah. Ridiculously high-riding high yeah. jeans. The, her waist is almost under a chin. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
really, really 1993 pair of jeans that she's yeah. got going on there. They might as well be dungarees. They might as well be jodhpurs. <laughs> they come right out of the hip. Mm. Check it out. Yeah. Funny shaped bum on her. Yeah. What's she doing now? What's she done at all? I don't know. You know, the last time I saw her on anything was the Ellen episode where she came out. Last thing I saw her was Jurassic Park 3. Really? Was she? Oh, of course she was, yeah. Mm. Forgot about that. That yeah. is a rememberable film. Rememberable. 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 I wanted to say something about remembering in my mind and I'd already got the re before <laughs> I went to memorable. <laughs> but that's why I stumbled over it. Rememberable. 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 It were rememberable. <laughs> I'll remember it forever. I, I wish you'd stop <laughs> those re- racist slurs. What about you being from South Africa? <laughs> Not South Africa, South Yorkshire. South Far enough, Africa. though. <laughs> no, where did I get that from? <laughs> That's no, Frank, you, don't, don't you? Yeah. Your Dane's girlfriend. Yeah. I was going to say, um, what about the wit? Because there's a lot of wit in this. There is. is. It's nice. There's some fucking funny lines. Oh, yeah, Jane, when well. the Pirates of the Caribbean break down, as Pirates of the, the Tourists. Yeah. <laughs> he does get the majority of the funny lines as yeah, well he does. but yeah. the stuff like you know Mr. Hammond I decided not to Dorsha Park and like, so have I and after he's uh, nearly been eaten by the T-Rex it's just like remind me of thank John for a wonderful weekend yeah you know yeah start talking to himself in the car and right. then when the car crashes down and, oh great we're in the I'm car again <laughs> this one under the tree yeah, so who would predict that uh, Doctor Grab would jump out of a moving vehicle? And, uh, and now I'm sat here talking to myself. That's that's chaos. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. There, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, <laughs> it's uh, just gone. Uh, hold on to your butts. Oh, butts. Quality line. Yeah, something about Jeff Goldblum. No, uh, no, he was an odd choice for the sequel. Right, of all the characters, I mean, in this one, he is, he's not a minor character, but he is a supporting role. It's Alan Grant's show. Why did, he, why was he brought in to the second one? Was, I can't remember the plot. The plot is he's, there. he's, his ex-wife goes off to, um, Oh, is it Juliet? What's the name? Yeah, uh, Julianne Moore. Moore. She, she goes Moore. off to the Bee Island to start studying these things. Yeah. And, uh, contracted by Richard Hammond and so he goes after her to save her yeah there we go and his stepdaughter is in tow and that's basically it and Mayhem Vaughn in that as well yes he is yeah yeah. so there's a second sort of Jurassic Park island yeah that they yeah. go to in the second one the third one Gosh, they go back weird, to the original one when you said one. bee island I thought it was just full of bees no it's not <laughs> covered in bees <laughs> No, I can't remember which one they go to the third, in the third one. I can't. You see, I can't. See, in, don't they in the original book bomb the Holy island as well island. at the end and, and kill all the they dinosaurs? Do, yeah, they nuke it, don't they? Yeah, they don't nuke it. <laughs> well, they, they bomb it, don't they? They they shoot it from space. They don't know <laughs> they shoot it, it into space. space. They make a bigger dinosaur, and that one goes down and eats all the other dinosaurs, and then they build a Godzilla. Stop. And then that's how the other film was made. That's what that was about. Right. Mm. I'll stop. Yeah. You're lying. Yes, very All much. Right, so. Okay. It I, bothers I, I me see, that you have to ask these things sometimes. Well, I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> it sounds feasible. Does it? If help? it got that bad, well, I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah. Lost World had what were we were saying last night. Two decent moments in it, like mm. the bit where Julianne Moore's on the the glass. Yeah. And have you not seen it, Lost World at all? Else? No. Or well, was a bit where I lost interest. Because I'd heard it was rubbish, right. so I didn't go. There was a wicked bit where this, like, was it a trailer goes over the edge? Yeah, it's like of, a caravan type trailer thing. Right. It's a really long trailer over the edge of this cliff, and there's another something else is keeping it up. Uh, something slightly heavier is keeping it above the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. But Julianne Moore and Jeff Goldblum and Vince Vaughn are all in the side that's over the edge. No, uh, it's it's the, the not Vince Vaughn. It's the little girl. Yeah. We find out that Jeff Goldblum has a little black daughter. That's right. He's multiracial and cool. Um, so yeah, and they're inside the, they're inside the bit that's gone over the edge of the cliff and Julianne Moore falls down and hits the back, the rear window. Yeah. And obviously looking down onto the sea, like 
lots of rocks. really yeah. far down below and you get a shot underneath and you just see all the glass slowly cracking oh, coming off the thing as she just moves slightly it cracks more and it's one moment of Spielberg genius and what's yeah. otherwise a fucking awful film right. yeah it's just a bit piss mm. but at least that's one more moment of genius than they had in Jurassic Park 3 yeah. I can't remember a single good moment in Jurassic Park well, 3 well there you go there was one kind of comedy moment where um, they've got that big mobile phone that rings a lot Oh, yeah. And the big dinosaur eats, and then you hear the ring, and they turn around. Oh, I hate it. You spend the whole film thinking, is he gay now? What, the dinosaur? No, Alan Grant, (laughs) Dr. Grant, Sam Neill's character, because he brings along with him, instead of Laura Dern, he brings that young male student. Right. And you're never quite sure. Watch it again, and their relationship is rather cloudy. So I just go back to that mobile phone bit. You have reminded me of the most stupid bit in it. Was it what is that dinosaur's name? Or because of a G or something? Or is it the Spinosaurus? Or yeah, the the one that's bigger than harder than T Rex. Yeah, and uh, it manages to sneak up on them. This huge fucking dinosaur, but the mobile phone that's in its ingestive digestive system gives it away. Yeah, mm. and they turn around and suddenly it's there. Oh shit! Fucking do phone do ringing. I didn't put it on silent. Really? Hello, I'm inside a dinosaur. That's rubbish. Anything else? Anything else? Think so. Jurassic Park, fucking awesome. Yes. Check it out, really. That's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, you'll enjoy it if you haven't seen it already. A classic, groundbreaking movie. If you have seen it already, watch it again. We quite yeah. enjoyed watching it Why again. Not? It's yeah. worth another look. It's fun. Let's do the other things that we do then. Okay. Well, something we missed in the last two shows um, is DVD commentary. Listen yes. to oh, DVD God, yeah. Because DVD it's a great commentary. show. It'll be doing um, it'll be doing the rounds at the moment. There are about four or five episodes up there at the moment, and it's basically a alternative commentary to your film. You put your DVD in, press play with us, and we'll chat over it for you. Sounds appealing now that I say that loud, but it's very good. <laughs> Have everyone ruin a movie for you? Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. You're sick of the old, the classic um, uh, director's commentary that's boring and rubbish? Then just listen to us talking about loads of random shit over the top, <laughs> which yeah. is. Very thinly related to the movie content. So who is it? It's not all of us. It's you two. It's hosted by Will Tristram. Will Tristram. And guests every week. And guests every week. I'm Um, looking forward to doing Star Trek. MySpace pages. Obviously, myspace.com forward slash movies you should see. And then we've got all of our individual profiles on there. So add yourself. Leave us a comment. Let's have a look what you look like. Um, and yeah, that's another little community thing we've got going we on. Have, we each have a page. Uh, you can find those on our website, which is simply syndicated.com slash movies you should see. Yep. Where you can also find uh, our forum. Yep. Come on the forum. It's fucking awesome. Yep. Give you your views. Join the debate. You also find older episodes that are available to purchase in the store. Find our films, which are available to purchase for um, not just iPods, but anything, anything, anything. Anything. And our video version of the birthday show is still for sale. Yes, is two pounds, which is roughly three dollars eighty-ish, something like that, depending on very different. And average ordinary people on DVD, which is flying off the shelves. It has flying off the shelves. Uh, You can see the first like twenty minutes of it. We broke it up into four episodes and you can see the first one it's sort of a lower quality version of it for free on our webpage actually there's a button at the bottom if you click that it will bring up a little pop-up window so if you like the first 20 minutes i can pretty much guarantee you you'll like the rest of the film yes so watch that see if you like um, it and you can buy the extra the other episodes um, you can get, or you can buy the dvd yes mm-hmm. or you can download the entire movie for ipod Price five pounds, but it's not just for iPod, is it? You can watch. You can watch that on your computer. I'd argue, unless you're getting it specifically for your iPod, you'd probably be better with the DVD. Right, and then I don't know. The DVD is the best one to get. Yeah. But yeah, download for iPod movie, five pounds. Suck on that iTunes. Uh-huh. You haven't done that yet, have you? Podcast Alley. Podcast Alley. We're into the next month. We're into uh, September now. So get your votes on there for us. Get us to the top. We will get to the top at some point if you keep showing us the fantastic support that you're already showing us. So come on. Yeah, and please. voicemail. I've lost the number again. Now, I've not read it out at all for ages, so I'm actually going to take the time 
So in the meantime, the you can send us other audio clips like Odeos. There's a little link on our site as well. You can also join us on Skype, and the username for that is Movies You Should See. No, it's oh, Simply Syndicated. Simply, sorry, Simply Syndicated. On the off chance that we do other shows that you might like to contact. So Maybe. in fact, if anyone wants to leave a DVD commentary uh, audio comment, yeah. the same number applies. Yes. It is. In the UK for uh, 0121-286-9206. Or if you're abroad, I think if you take the first zero off and put 44 in front. So 44121-286-9206. Leave us a voicemail. Yes, indeed. But it's cheaper if you just use it on Skype. Just download Skype and do that and then... All that. So, shout out to a couple of new joiners on the forums. Yep. Uh, Got to say hi to Carsten. Yep. And uh, hi to Simon Denson. Thank yes. you for your uh, contributions and good to see you on the forums. Yeah. Smashing. Always good fun. I think we're done then. Yeah. Here we are. See you next week. See, see you next week. week. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you.